Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. It's a good show. Hey, honeys. Happy Friday. I'm so excited about this episode. I know I say that every time, but for real, I'm excited about this. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, my guests today are the founder and CEO of Osea Malibu, which is a skincare brand, a lifestyle brand that comes up on Ash Butte all the time. And I'm very excited about this interview, but also... I'm excited because Osea has hooked my honeys up. They are giving away three gift cards for $150 for today's episode. Get excited. This is what you do to enter. You know by now, baby, we're all about that Instagram. So pop on over to the Natch Butte Instagram at Natch Butte. Every Friday, I post a photo of me and the guests. I tag all the brands, and I say, go check out nashby.com and look at the episode guide. Today is no exception. So please go to Instagram, pull up the Nashbute account. Go ahead and throw me a follow if you'd like. On the picture of me and the two Osea Malibu ladies, please hit like and leave a comment. In the comment, tag Osea, and I would say, Maybe follow their account too. Check it out. They have a beautiful account. It's very soothing and beautiful, and you'll love it. So, on, on back to the Nash Butte account. We're on the photo. We hit like, we comment, we tag at Osea Malibu, and we tell them what products we are most excited to try or buy or find more about. So, say at Osea Malibu, I can't wait to try Sea Minerals Mist that Jackie won't shut up about. At Osea Malibu, I can't wait to try that Ocean Cleanser. Great episode, etc., etc. In one week, that is September 28th, Friday, end of day, Pacific Standard Time. That's how long you have to win, babe. You have one week to enter. So everybody get those comments on. You could win an Osea gift card for $150. Get excited. May the best honeys win, as always. And also, if you happen to be an L.A. honey, Osea has their own brick and mortar in Venice on Abbott Kinney, and it is very cute, and they have facials there. You could use this gift card to get that facial. I had one yesterday, if I'm being honest, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful facility. They rubbed my hands. I was covered in creams. They did my decollete. She extracted my nose. I had the best time. Soothing music. I mean, I'm telling you. They do these facials in four seasons all over the world, okay? So you could use the gift card for that. Or perhaps if you're a tourist to the L.A. area, pop on over and see them. So thank you uh, for that facial, Osea. And again, get excited for the gift card giveaway. You have one week starting today, end of day, September 28th on Friday to win the contest. Get excited. And while I'm being generous, okay, I would also like to say that Osea made a code for the honeys. This code is code NATCHBUTE. This code will give you free shipping on all orders until the end of October. And don't forget, Osea ships worldwide, pretty much. They said DM them if you live in a country that you they appear not to be able to ship to, and they'll work it out. So this is a huge incentive. Use the code NATCHBUTE. Get free shipping on the Osea website. 
Because after this, you're going to want to buy something from them. Okay, what else do I need to talk about? I went to Shia LaBeouf's acting class this weekend, and a lot of people are tweeting at me because I talked about it on Doughboys. They want to they want to know what happened. And I'm kind of not ready to talk about this yet. I'm still processing everything, but I guess I'll just go ahead and reveal what happened. So basically, Shia has opened an acting program in Los Angeles. He tweeted out that there were going to be two weekends that were like the meet and greet weekend where you go in and sit with Shia and he basically tells you about the class and everything. So the first weekend I was busy and I couldn't go. Okay. So the second weekend, which was this fall last weekend, I got up early. I, of course, did my makeup and hair. Okay. I I picked an outfit that I thought Shia would appreciate. I picked my Daria t-shirt. I thought he might comment on that and then look at me and be like, oh, that needs to be my wife or what? I don't know. Whatever. Okay. So I drive to South Central Los Angeles. Yes, that's where he had it. And I get out of the car and I immediately see like an amoeba of like hipster kids that like most of them look like they could have been on the bottom level of the Titanic. I'm talking like newsboy caps and um, suspenders, high-waisted kind of paper bag-waisted pants, kind of uh, old-timey, newsy-looking kids. And I say, that's where I'm headed. So I go over there to all these hipster kids, and I'm standing in line trying to look young and blend in. And uh, we can't get in the building. We're walking around the building. We're, we're trying to open doors. No doors are opening. I call my friend who was there the weekend before, and I was like, hey, we can't get in. She was like, oh, it's by the basketball courts. There's a door is propped open. I was like, the door is closed. So finally, one of these, like, Titanic bottom-level chicks knocks on the building, and somebody opens the door. And they look very annoyed. And they're like, can we help you? And she says, yes, hi. We're here for the Shia acting class. And the woman goes, that was canceled, and slams the door. So I'm standing at this rec center with all these hipster kids, completely dumbfounded. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I, I expected this out of Shia because he's always surprising us, you know? And then I started thinking, I bet he saw my name on the paper and thought, I can't meet her because it will throw both of our lives into like a wild roller coaster that I don't know if I'm mentally prepared for. So I think that's what happened. But anyway, so we all dejected, go back to our neighborhoods where we live and I'm on my couch and I'm just kind of reflecting upon the fact that I thought I was going to finally meet Shia today. So I text my friend who was there the week before and I was like, hey, it ended up, they canceled it. And she said, no, they didn't cancel it. My friend is there right now. And I said, what? I immediately think, There was some kind of puzzle involved. Like the woman said it was canceled. We were supposed to knock again and knock her down. I don't know. Knowing Shia, who knows? So I'm like, you need to text her right now. I need to get the tea on this. She finally gets back to me like two hours later. I guess her friend wasn't on her phone. And she goes, they changed locations. So I go on the website. It says meet and greet weekend two with a new damn address under it. Now, let me tell you something, okay? Jackie J is thorough and professional. 
I looked on my damn calendar. When I signed up, I have the damn email. It says Shia LaBeouf meet and greet weekend two, and it has the address I went to on my damn email. So at some point within the week, they decided to change the location for some reason, and they didn't email out that they changed the location. I did more research. They tweeted it out of the fucking account that has 20 followers, but it's like, how the hell was I supposed to know that? So Shia fucking played me, and I'm real mad, obviously. But again, I feel he did this on purpose. He knows who I am. Don't forget, we've emailed, okay? We've emailed. We have a relationship, okay? Who knows? Maybe he listens to Nash Butte. Maybe he knows that I have, um... I don't want to say obsession, but uh, a fondness, okay? Maybe he knows, and he didn't want to meet me in person because he knew the intensity between us could vastly affect the rest of our lives, and maybe he wasn't ready for that. So he basically fucked us all over, me and all the hipster kids, and here's where I'm at now. So tomorrow, Saturday, is... I didn't really think I was going to get into all this. Sorry. Then Saturday is like the commencement to the acting program. So I... If I go, I'm going to have to sign up for the class and sit through the class. And I'm pretty sure he's not even teaching the class. So I don't know. I might go. I'm really annoyed about this that I missed my opportunity because my friend went the first weekend and told me everything, which I'll save for another time so we can get on with this damn show. But I know everything. And I'll, he, I was like, what was he wearing? What did his hair look like? I mean, they told me everything. So I'll keep that tight to my vest for now because we have other things to discuss like Osea. Malibu, okay? Let's get on with this damn episode. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. Natural beaut. Natural beaut. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na
Yeah. I noticed on the page on the website, which, by the way, y'all's website rules. Shout out to your webmaster, whoever that is. Webmistress right here. Yeah, you run it. Damn, you are the boss lady. She's the boss lady. Melissa runs the website, too. I see you. The website is thorough and beautiful and easy to use. Thank you. All I do is go through websites and click around, and I'm very impressed with the OCML website, just so you know. But there's a page on there uh, all about the... The history, it's our story, is the tab on the website. And the, at the very top, there's a quote, and it says, Osea is the story of a long line of women inspired by the sea. Sort of like Ariel, how I was singing earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jennifer, why don't you start? Tell us about, is it your great-grandmother? It's my grandmother. Grandmother. So tell us that story, because it's so interesting. It's an amazing story. So my grandmother, um, well, first let me start out yeah. that when she grew up in Hamburg, Germany, and when she was 16 years old, her parents sat her down and said, guess what? We don't have enough money to feed you. We bought you a ticket to the new world. And by the way, we sent your brother there 10 years ago. See if you can find him in New York City. I'm telling you. No helicopter parenting over there. Right. So... No, My, text, text me when you get home. No. Make sure you're safe. <laughs> no, no, no. Shove your ass on a boat. That's right. Yeah. So my grandmother so my grandmother was about five feet tall, and she was, as you can imagine, tough. Mm-hmm. Mary fell in love with another German immigrant who was a New York City policeman who was tall, handsome, and sexy. And um, probably shouldn't say that about my own I'm grandfather. I'm telling you, this story's taking a turn, <laughs> and I'm not mad at it. Yeah. So... Anyway, um, my grandmother had five children, and then at one point, she felt that a chiropractor had saved my uncle's life. So her response was, well, I need to go to chiropractic school. And she just calmly informed my grandfather, I'm packing up the family, moving to Davenport, Iowa. This was 1918. Wow. I didn't even know Davenport, Iowa existed in 1918. What do I know? Home of Palmer Chiropractic School. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she moved to Iowa. My grandfather came for the first year just to make sure what she was really up to. Um, He, of course, had to go back after his leave of absence was finished. And she became, if not the first, probably the second woman chiropractor. So during the Great Depression, she had a huge practice because everyone traded with her. I've got some of those antiques even now. So Women know how to barter, baby. They do. Women know how Uh, to barter. Getting it done. And I mean, this is the woman who had people fasting on juice at her house for two weeks and was doing iridology in the mid-20s and late 1920s. She was juice cleansing before it was a trend. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, my, you know, my grandmother... Also, the night that the Titanic sank, she woke up screaming in the middle of the night saying that the the boat had sank. And she was so out of her mind that my grandfather actually considered calling and getting her in a straitjacket. And then the next morning, when the the news came in on the telegraph wires, we don't know. What was her sign? Do you know? Cancer. I think I need to edit the website to say Osea is from a long generation of witches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm inspired better, better, honestly. Yeah. So, 
Well, it sounds like she was connected to the sea. She was. She knew she that knew. the sea was being upset. Exactly. And she was very prescient. I mean, when my one uncle was born, she saw an angel on his shoulder, and he was a magical, incredible man who became a sailor, very connected to the sea. So There's never been a more inspirational person on Attribute. Go yeah. ahead. I'm already, so, I'm already moved. So... One day she fell and injured her leg. Mm-hmm. Now, why would that stop her? She yeah. now had six children, full on career, and you heard her backstory. So she kept working yeah. until she was literally flat on her back and she couldn't get out of bed, was trying mustard packs, heat, everything. And then one morning she sat up and she told my grandfather, I had a dream. Now, keep in mind, whenever my grandmother said I had a dream, right. everybody clutches. You never know like, what's oh, going to come out. Oh, God, please, not about me, please. <laughs> so, she, so she said to him, I had a dream that the ocean and seaweed will heal me, and I want you to carry me down to the beach. Now, I'd like to add that this was January in Bayside, New York, Long Island Sound. It was Freezing. Freezing. He carried her down, put her in the water. She felt a little bit better. Within a week or two, she was up and starting to walk around. She, at that time, there was seaweed on the beach. She'd collect the seaweed, take it home. You know, after her swim, do seaweed poultice, poultices. And um, that's what, how she actually healed herself. So soon my grandfather was joining her and they started one of the first um, polar bear clubs. And I mean, we have pictures, black and white pictures, and people think, oh, that's interesting. Why are they wearing rubber boots standing on the sand? No, that was not sand, that was snow. And here's my grandmother's definition of a bad day in her beautiful, thick German accent. The ice was too thick to cut. So Pretty hardcore. Hardcore. And I mean, God forbid you went to visit her in November. She's like, let's take a swim. No, please don't make me swim, Grandma. Well, we called her Mutti. Mutti, no, no, please, Mutti. So even though I grew up um, in Toledo, Ohio, and Geneva, Switzerland, that's probably a whole nother podcast, yeah. I always knew that the ocean was a source of healing. It was just kind of in my uh, family mythology. And, you know, that family mythology thing is real because I'll never forget when I went away to college and my roommate thought it was totally normal to have bacon, peanut butter, and mayonnaise sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah, still like hard to repeat the words. She thought everybody ate bacon, mayonnaise, and peanut butter so wow what a yeah. combo i'm trying to even wrap my head around that flavor profile no it's, it's like not for me honey. it's like it's not you don't even want to do it with, yeah you know bako bits and veganase you just don't want to touch right it. right so it was interesting i initially never connected that my grandmother had been a source of inspiration for me to start formulating seaweed-based products because it was just literally in my DNA or the family mythology. So that's kind of where the story started. And it was funny, growing up, I really thought 
that every grandmother adjusted your neck on the front porch until I was eight years old and met Michael Carney, shout out Michael Carney, and his grandmother did not adjust his neck on the front porch, and I was truly surprised. So I kind of grew up in this reality where, of course, it struck a little hard my first day of kindergarten when I showed up with my whole wheat bread and my special order non-hydrogenated peanut butter. She later passed these traditions on to us <laughs> in the form of a yam in a paper bag, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> I'm about to say, that's nothing nowadays, but no. this was, yeah. I mean, look, you're looking at a senior citizen here. I'm 63 years old. I get the discount on Tuesdays at the local grocery store. So, Can you believe that, though, looking at her? You would never believe that you're 63. She was so excited to say that she is the senior citizen guest of Natalie. <laughs> Am I like your oldest guest ever? You're actually ever? not. 67, uh, I believe, is my, uh, is my uh, okay. candy burns. Shout out. Okay. But your clothes. All right. I'll take it, baby. Okay, I'm You in. look incredible. Thank you. I think you're my first, you know, founder of a sea based you know right skincare line well so take it yeah take well, it baby so then in the early 80s i was a spa director mm-hmm. and this is where i really came to embrace the classic phrase fake it I, till you can make it Go i on. do think it's only fair to mention when she says spa director that was at our commune healing center on an island yes so okay a very what? unique alternative sort of sort of spa Sort of spa. Okay, interesting. Where was this island? On Orcas Island, off oh. the coast of Washington. Okay. Yeah. And then we later moved. Is this a, a leper colony? Or was <laughs> no. this a well, rehab center? It, What's it, the deal? Well, if you go to our website okay. and look at the group picture, you'll see us all wearing flowered, large floral print dresses. Mm-hmm. Look at me in that floral print dress because you will never see me again in another large floral print dress. Even though they're very trendy again. She and was it, ahead of the times in her style. Yeah. Ahead of the times with her style and with the peanut butter. Yes. But it was um, a veg. I'll, I'll talk about it was a vegetarian retreat healing center where people would come and um, you probably could tell us a little bit more because now for me it's like this mythology mm-hmm. of our family. But they were doing things like cleanses and wheatgrass. Liver grass, flush, wheatgrass, implants. Enemas. Polarity uh, therapy. Coffee enemas, baby. <laughs> We don't mess around. Coffee enemas. I also thought it was normal growing up for my mom and her friend to hang out and do coffee enemas. Like, that was like girls' night. (laughs) On each other? No, just together on the bathroom floor. Like, if you're going to be writhing. No, if you're going to be writhing from the coffee enema, you might as well do it with a friend. Bathroom by bathroom. Do coffee enemas make you energetic? They do, actually. Yeah, Yeah, they do. Do you still do that? No. Okay. No, I, but I mean, I've tried a lot of crazy things. Yeah. And so. Melissa, have you ever enema? Yes. Yeah. I've also. <laughs> I ask only because we're going there. I have uh, stomach issues and I've thought about maybe doing one some at some point, I, but I, I don't know. I prefer colonics, but mm-hmm. the most extreme thing I've ever done is wheatgrass colonics. Okay. Yeah. And it's serious. You can actually. And. You can taste the wheatgrass <laughs> in your mouth. You just it like while the, it's the going flavor, up your sphincter. <laughs> okay, very interesting. Hey, yeah. I'm supposed to be the normal one here. We're going back to my mom. <laughs> you know, I never know where the show's gonna go, but y'all are y'all are. Is it fair to say y'all are hippie Malibu ladies? Is that is that is that? We need to admit it. We are. I, I you know I kind of call myself a recovering hippie. Okay, but yeah, yeah. 
I dig. Yeah. So I mean, we literally slept outside every night growing up. Okay. On our so deck. So I think we qualify. I mean, yeah. is that just because of you wanted to? Of or? course. Yeah. Fresh air. It's the fresh air. And it was so fun looking at the stars. And, you know, I've always been a traveler. I mm-hmm. mean, come on. I was in Afghanistan when I was 19 years old traveling. So, you know, once I had kids and I was a single mom, I didn't have the resources to travel. So what I did was we wrote, we switched bedrooms all the time and we all slept outside. So it always felt like we were doing, you know, on the road, so to speak. And to be fair, we had mattresses, down comforters. It was a very nice setup. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like y'all were just laying on a mat. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, we had like these one incredible like Japanese fold-up mats, down comforters, and you'd wake up in the morning and the whole top of your bed would be all dewy. Mm-hmm. It was great. Sounds like my absolute nightmare. Double down comforter <laughs> yeah. to block the dew. Yeah. I'm glad y'all had a good time. Yeah. Okay, so you're a spa director. So meanwhile, so yes. then kind of our new age healing commune with yes. the flower print dresses. Then we bought a property. We pulled all of our money and we bought this property called Murrieta Hot Springs. That sounds and, exciting. And it was really an extraordinary place. The spa building there was built by Julia Morgan, the architect who designed the Hearst Castle. The cool. Olympic-sized swimming pools designed by Julia Morgan. Now I'm a spa director at like a real spa, and it's 36 private mineral baths and two (gasps) full-on mud bath buildings. Sounds like my dream. And I just had to walk in. Remember what I said? Fake it till you make Mm -hmm. it. I just would walk in and say, okay, I'm a spa director. What am I going to put in this building? And all of a sudden, I started having these crazy ideas like, oh, I think I'm going to go down to Little India and buy some weird Ayurvedic clay, and we're going to paint people's bodies with it. And probably my most favorite idea was, gee, maybe I should take almond oil, Dr. Bronner's soap, mm-hmm. and salt, and we'll scrub people and call it a skin glow. Well, <laughs> remember when Origins came out like 10 years yes, later? Yes, I do I remember that. Like, and, you know, kudos to or- Origins for coming up with the first retail, you know, salt scrub. And I bought that shit, honey. Yeah. I and, loved it. And I was kicking myself yeah. in the derriere like, huh? Yeah. But that was my first kind of awareness of, wow, some of these crazy product ideas I have work. So here I was, you know, trying to find some decent skincare in the 80s. And look. To this day, all I wear is lipstick. I'm makeup remedial. And um, at the time, I was washing my face with water, putting a little almond oil on. And I thought, well, we need to do facials in this spa. So I started looking, looking, looking. And that's when I found out kind of the down and dirty about skincare and how at that time, there really was nothing available. So... That's And then when I started doing more research, I mean, I had to order books from the library that told me about, you know, the FDA ingredients. And here I am looking at all these traditional skincare products thinking, this is disgusting. I mean, what about transdermal penetration? And I know you're, I mean, I'm really dating myself, but in the early 80s, in the U.S., luckily I had had a European Swiss science education. We were all about transdermal penetration. But 
in the U.S., no one's like, nah, nothing's happening. And I'm, really? We're putting it on our skin. It's the largest organ. And that's how I started the skincare journey. I like to call myself the accidental entrepreneur because if you were to go back to my high school reunion and say, who's the least likely girl in this class to have ever started a skincare company? It would have been me. Like, my idea of the perfect vacation is not even brushing my hair. And then sometimes it mats up pretty well. Melissa's picked it out. But <laughs> like mother, like daughter. Like, she's picked mine. Yeah. I mean, really, I'll brush my teeth, but oh, These who cares about crazy. my hair? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm telling you, I, that, it's so funny because Osea, to me, is such a luxurious brand, and it's beautiful glass packaging and all mm-hmm. these very potent, great, mm-hmm. sensual luxurious ingredients and then I'm sitting here with the founder and she's like I don't brush my hair and I sleep outside I mean (laughs) or like the time she was on the cover of the New York Times Sunday style section in an article called The Great Unwashed there she was looking gorgeous and the article was about how people shower too much yeah people do yeah and the microbiome now in this case it was 10 years ago so it turns out she was right yeah but we certainly heard a lot about this from our friends oh right yeah yeah it was a little embarrassing for the kids i i (laughs) i love the picture though of myself how often should we be showering I would say like three times a week. Yeah. See, and, and I don't shower much. So yeah. this is very exciting for me. Yeah. And I get made fun of from my sister, my husband. No. Get yeah. your husband to cut back. Yeah. I got my husband to cut back. You yeah. know, the guy had all these dry skin issues, skin rashes. And I was just like, dude. Adam is itchy. Yeah. Yeah. He showers too much. Shit. And, you know, mm. it's kind of like the French approach. Yeah. Wash under your arms, between your legs. We call it a PPT. PPT. Pussy pit stink. <laughs> oh. Okay. You do a PPT and you move on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, because it was so funny. <laughs> that's a Everybody real... feel free to use that. Yeah, I well, might have... Got, those are the areas you want to freshen up. Exactly. Yeah. And um, that article got so much buzz. Yeah. They were the next morning trashing me on The View. <gasps> and I mean... I was always, you know, kind of a fan of Barbara Walters. Yeah. And she's like, oh, and she doesn't bathe. And then there's this pause. And my girl, Whoopi, said, I don't bathe every day. Thank totally you. changed the conversation. Thank you, Whoopi, because nobody's going to say she's doing anything wrong. No. You don't want to. That's the one person on the view you don't challenge. No. And so, you know, here I was. And also that article got so many comments. And people wrote stuff like, She's a dirty, skanky, smelly hoe. Oh. I'm like, really? Because I didn't, this was 10 years ago, and I really didn't understand how nasty people could be online. Oh, yeah. They can be even worse now, honey. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. And But at the time, that yeah. was over the top. But my favorite comment was the head of the dermatology department at UC San Diego who said, She's correct. She's protecting the microbiome on the skin. And my guess is she doesn't get sick very often. Which is true. Wow. So Can I, I just say I haven't gotten sick this year? You know we had record cold and flu seasons? Yep. Didn't get sick, bitches. Stay dirty. I don't know. Consult with your doctor. Nobody be sending me emails <coughs> that you got sick because you didn't bathe because you heard it on Nash Boot. Yeah. I'm just saying we have a lot of perspectives on this show and my guests and their views don't necessarily reflect the views of me. In this case, they kind of do because I hate to bathe. But 
This is very interesting. I mean, yes, it's, look, we're not just taking our annual bath the way they did in the Middle Ages. And I mean, you want to wash where you have glandular secretions. Yes. And otherwise, yeah. What is that? P? PPT. PPT. Love it. Yeah. So. (laughs) Those are your, what'd you call it? Secretion glands? Uh, What does it sound really smart? Yeah. She's used so many big words and I'm like nodding along like I know what she's talking about. Okay. I'll be Googling everything later. Don't you worry, honey. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that's. I don't know how we got off on that, but yeah. uh, here yeah, we are. Yeah, we really took a left turn from being a luxurious skincare line. Right. But oh. you know what? That's okay. But you know what? Here's what really inspired me to start the company. Yes. When I looked at all those synthetic-derived ingredients, and when I found out the game was that you spend a dollar on ingredients, whether it's mass market or a little bit more for luxury, I was pissed. Yeah. Because especially in the 80s, skincare was being marketed to women. And I'm thinking we make less. They make us feel insecure about our beauty and our looks. And there's such a value placed on what we look like. And they're selling us cheap crap and poisoning us. And so my first gut reaction, which I want to say in retrospect was kind of arrogant, was I can do better than that. And that's and my the next thought in my mind was, what would happen if I created a product and spent all the money on the ingredients, not the marketing, not the celebrity gifting and you know endorsements? What if I spent all the money on the ingredients? And then my first account was Fred Siegel, which at least got me out to the beauty editors. But I'm also going to be honest. Not a lot happened because the beauty industry is driven by advertising and marketing. Yes. And And it it was a completely different time. Yeah. You know, every day when someone says, God, I love your packaging. I love your brand philosophy. It's so funny to us because it's been the exact same for 22 years. Literally, our packaging is the same. And I used to get into actual fights with buyers who would say why is your product in glass like it's so unnecessary and to us that was standard stock packaging but it was really a choice because we weren't going to pollute the environment with a bunch of products and not only that our products were so active from the beginning if you put them in plastic they would start to breathe and smell like plastic and so when you say in 96 there wasn't a lot of action, it's incredible what's happening now and the right. way that awareness and the conversation is changing. I mean, Truly. my first thought was, there's in 96, there's so much garbage in the world. Why am I going to put stuff in plastic? I mean, please, not to mention, if you've ever had a moisturizer in a plastic jar and you get down to the bottom of it and it smells like plastic, well, guess what? You're putting plastic on your face. Yeah. So, and and in in a way, it almost became part of the brand's story because I, I mean, you know, you have to, you want to get buyers to buy. So I started saying for a long time, well, hey, look, it's obvious. We spent all the money on the ingredients, not the packaging. Although I have always been so proud of my packaging. And then about six years ago, people said, you know, it's not that bad. You don't have to apologize. Now people say, I love the packaging. That's why I bought it. And I'm, I'm like, where were you in 1996? 
1996, I was living off of McDonald's, going to the skating rink, skating around a black hole sun with my XL Beavs and Butthead t-shirt on. <laughs> I was certainly not buying skincare, and it was certainly not nice shit if I was. Okay. Personally, that's yeah. where I was in 96. But okay. The world had to catch up, you know? Everybody's starting to get wise to everything now. Well, it's real. I, my, one of my classic expressions is, I'm 63, and I'm finally in style. Yep. Time to go to that high school reunion. Yep. But in terms of ingredients, I've always, I mean, I love to cook. I've always been an ingredient person. Melissa can attest to some of, you can tell them about the food deliveries. As <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for hippie proof. Yeah, she's, she's my hippie proof. No, I mean... This was just what we were used to growing up. In hindsight, something I look back at also, we there was no such thing as Whole Foods. Yeah. There was little little independent health food stores where maybe you could get a few things. Vitamin so bars. So since we yeah. couldn't find them, we just started our own. And our food would get delivered every six weeks on an 18-wheeler. And we had a wholesale co-op account. So, you know, that great organic peanut butter? Well, we just have 18 cases okay. show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had a room full of our food. And then there were a couple of other families that were into it, too. So it was really the original co-op. Yeah. Yeah. You know, co-ops are now the hot big thing. Look, yeah. you're ahead of everything. We're cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you. So, of course, when I looked for skincare ingredients... I wasn't going to put anything less than what I was eating on my than on my skin. I also had the benefit that when I was a kid living in Switzerland, our school went on some pretty crazy field trips, one of which was to the perfume fields of Cross. So I knew about essential oils. That was a normal thing. And when I first started formulating with them, the books were only in French. This was before Aveda. And look at how big essential oils are now. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, my favorite product that I have used every day since 1983 is essential hydrating oil. And I used to have to fight with beauty editors about putting oil on your face. I'm telling you, oil-free, oil-free. Everything I used as a teenager had oil-free on the front. And I'm making oils for oily skin and for anti-aging skin. So, you know, and... Now that's all people are doing is oil. I had to laugh. I mean, there's really a glut on the market. Yeah. You know, but my girl, the essential hydrating oil, she was the OG. So. So that was the first OC of product. Yes. And what are the oil, the main oils in that? Chamomile, Mm -hmm. lavender. And you know what? I made it so long ago. I can't even remember. Senior moment. Do you Calandula. have a little? Do you have a little tune for senior moment for me? I, I can come up with one. Thank you. What about "Thank you for being a friend"? You know the Golden Girls song. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your real hair color? Yeah. No. Are you kidding? Well, that's what I'm asking. I'm no. like, she's aging in reverse, well, no, damn it. No, it is my real hair color right. because my hairdresser put it on my hair. Yes, okay, because yes. I'm gray as hell. Oh, yeah. It's just happening. Yeah. I just started getting my first ones. I've never colored my hair. This is really a lot of stuff I've learned from my mom, her wisdom, which is, you're going to dye your hair when you need to. Yeah. But Don't. I never have because I'm waiting. Because yeah. I know it's not the healthiest choice. Yeah. But I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I'm waiting. But yeah. No, I, I didn't start. Yesterday. It's time. I, no, I didn't time. start until Big I was about 40. 
Yeah, I, I was about 45 when I started. I never colored my hair prior to that. Yeah. You know, and then you do some, you know, you start out kind of yeah. gentle. Well, and, I've been coloring my hair since I was 13, so. Okay. I'm, I'm, well, it's still on your head, so that's a good sign. For now. Yeah, for yeah. now. But well, these are my real brows. Damn. Damn. <laughs> that's impressive, honestly. <laughs> You have the brows of a teen. Thank you. Well, they used to be the unibrow. Uh-huh. One of my earlier childhood beauty memories was my mother sitting on me and tweezing out my unibrow when I was 12. And yeah. I was screaming and she's like, you'll thank me. And I was like, oh, my God. That happened to me, too. Yeah, did it. And my mom also um, bleached my mustache off. But that's another story. I did pageants. You yeah. know, we're all doing Oh, our you're best. a pageant girl? I mean, Ooh, you know what? Up. Listen. Wow. Damn. You know, it's it can be rough. Yeah. The nineties in Texas, it was <laughs> it was a rough time. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, you thought you had it rough sleeping outside, motherfucker. Did your mom give you a perm in the kitchen? Did your mom she give you a perm, a perm in the kitchen? Okay. It was a huge fight. I yeah. wanted a perm. You know that like wife I swap. Let her get one. You know that like wife swap? If we would have wife swapped and my crazy mom and your yeah. crazy mom. We would have oh. actually <laughs> just combusted, not even understanding the reality. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, I love it. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, hold on. Let me get back to where we're talking about. Can we talk about seaweed? Yes. Because I know that where you source the seaweed from makes mm. Osea different and special. Mm. And I don't know what the fuck Patagonian seaweed is, but I feel like you can tell me, Jennifer. No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Where, what'd you say? Oh, senior moment. Just kidding. <laughs> Got it. Sometimes I just get a little wild. I've taken a few improv classes and just... You have? You Where? At Westside Comedy. Okay, yeah. And just signed up for my first stand-up. Thought I would just go for total public humiliation. Well, you'll have to let us know when your show is, and I can put it on Natch Butte. Her favorite thing to say is when she's older, she wants to be a stand-up comic on the um, retirement home circuit. Because, come on, older people aren't necessarily that funny, but if I'm talking to a bunch of 85-year-olds, they're going to be busting their guts. You know, I used to... um volunteer at elder or retirement homes and mm. I would always try to do comedy for them and they never thought I was funny and it almost traumatized me for life like to not pursue a comedy career like they did not think I was funny I'm gonna be that 75 yeah. year old in the nursing well, home maybe I can be your opening act oh yeah yeah All I right. can be the warm-up comic okay you can be the but warm-up. also just so you know I might be a cooler I might completely ice this audience because they didn't like me this girl I, I did this whole bit where I was um, dancing to My Funny Valentine and like lip syncing to it. And then this girl comes out and does a lyrical dance to Hands by Jewel. (laughs) My hands are small, I know, but they're not yours, they are my own. And it was so amateur and they were all crying and clapping for her. Uh, and I was like, y'all don't think my comedy is funny, but you think this amateur ass bitch dancing to Jewel is good? 
Life's harsh. Even Clearly, the, it traumatized me. I was like 12, and I still remember that. Yeah. So. Well, life's harsh in the nursing I'm home, from what I you. hear. So let's get to the seaweed. Patagonia. So I've seen pictures on the OC website of you literally holding giant uh, rinds. I don't even know what you would call it. Ribbons of seaweed. Uh, tell us about the sourcing of okay. it. Okay. Well, there's something about seaweed that I like to coin a phrase. It's a that an inconvenient truth about seaweed is that when it grows in the ocean, it absorbs the minerals, the micronutrients, the fertilizer, the pollution. It mm. absorbs everything. So seaweed is really kind of loosely referred to as the lymphatic system of the ocean. Okay. So where your seaweed comes from is so important. And originally, I started with the French seaweeds because, I mean, I spoke the language. Right. I knew about Brittany. But, you know, the, the shipping, you know, the English Channel is kind of a shipping lane. Right. And then the game really changed for me when I went on my first trip to um, Argentina, Buenos Aires, about 12 years ago. And it, it literally took us three days to get there on American Airlines. You're welcome, American, but they did give us free tickets after. I mean, it was just an unbelievable, every possible thing that could go wrong went wrong. So you can imagine what we felt like when we got there. Walking to this little boutique hotel, which I love and adore, the home hotel, and I, first thing I do is open up the spa menu, and there's a seaweed bath. And I just looked at my husband and said, I'm out of here. I'm going down, and I'm getting in this bathtub with seaweed. Now, I had been taking powdered seaweed baths for years using French algaes. And I got in the seaweed bath, and there are these big pieces of seaweed floating around. And I got out of that tub went upstairs, laid down on my bed for like a half hour and just sat up and said, I feel great. I want to go out. And Steve's just like, Ugh. well, I made some friends downstairs and I was out till two in the morning and the poor guy was just passed out in the room. So then the next day I wake up and thought, I got to get me some of that seaweed. And what is the deal with it? And it took a while to trace it back to the source. And we ended up creating a partnership. We call them our, you know, Patagonian cousins, this family that's been harvesting seaweed. They have 80,000 acres of land along the coast of Patagonia in the southern part. We like to call it El Fin del Mundo, the end of the world. And I want to go. It's completely undeveloped. 80,000 acres of raw, untouched land. You've been there? Yes. Yeah. So cool. And it was so funny. I Do they know the people who make the Patagonia jackets and whatnot? Are they friends or <laughs> No. No? Okay. No. Just listen. Yeah. That's, a, that's a very popular brand. You that's know? a beautiful brand. It I'm is. A huge yeah. fan Another of what they do. Amazing family business. Yes. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. And it was so funny because there's no electricity. They turn a generator on and they run it off of, you know, gasoline. And so from 7 to 10 at night, everybody tries to get online or use their, you know, um, satellite phones and that's it. But it's just, it's so untouched. There's um, six ecotourist cabins. Can we move there? It's amazing. You I don't mean, want to be there in the dead of winter like yeah. June, July, August. But the rest of the year, it's it's, it's mind-blowing to go somewhere 
and you just drive around in your four-wheel, like, oh, let's go to this beach, empty. Let's go to that beach. So that's where we source our seaweed. And they're primarily in the food industry. So when you're eating a piece of nori that came from Japan, it most likely came from our seaweed partners because they don't have the technology to turn it into flat nori. So they, it goes to Japan and then it comes back well, here. Well, that seems kind of silly, huh? It does, but, you know, that's how life is. <laughs> that's, that's the global, commerce. I'm that, telling you, carbon footprint. Yeah, carbon yeah. screw-up footprint. Right. But that's, that's why our seaweed, which... For the life of me, I don't quite grasp how our seaweed can come from Patagonia, yet it's USDA certified organic. So everything we use is food-grade seaweed. And these waters are so untouched. There's nothing there except a lot of sea lions. And let me tell you, the mating habits of sea lions, oh, jeez. <laughs> can you? Uh, I, I I hesitate to ask, but can you maybe elaborate? What do you Very mean? Very caveman like. Okay. And you know penguins mm-hmm. all over. So one of my favorite things about our seaweed, um, we use our primary seaweed is called Undaria, and it's actually not a native species to Patagonia. It came on the bottom of Japanese fishing boats. And the way that we harvest it, so it's actually invasive to the area. So our harvesting is of benefit to the area. Divers um, swim down to the bottom of the plant, cut it at the base of the plant, pull it up, and then it grows back completely within three to six months. In a metal cave, they go out in these little Zodiac boats. It's like a a boat driver and the diver, and they just haul up these big things of seaweed. I kind of want to do that as my job. It's pretty cool. I mean, these guys have the softest hands in the world. Yeah. From all that, all the minerals in the seaweed. So then we pull the seaweed up onto the ocean. We pull it up onto the shore and we sun dry it and make extracts and powders from the seaweed. But I just love the idea that our harvesting actually supports the environment. And our, G- our Gigartina algae just comes into the shore like three or four feet deep and clogs up the beaches. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Oh, yeah. I feel like we've covered so much already, yet we've only scratched the surface here. I want to talk a little bit about sun care. Okay. Because I preach sunscreen on attribute a lot, and I just happened to, when I first sit down, Melissa said something, you said, you have to ask my mom about sun care. So now I'm really curious about your sun care. Well, my sun care is actual physical protection Mm -hmm. with clothing. Yes. Um, Do we need protection from the sun? Absolutely, 100%. And I can tell you that when I was a kid and I laid out in the sun, the sun feels so different now. You ask anybody what the sun felt like 40 years ago, it was different. 
Meaning it's way harsher now. Yeah, it yeah. almost I, feels like I even feel the difference from my yeah. Life. Yeah. No, I mean it, you just almost feel like you're in a microwave or there's just something. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting because sunscreen provides some protection, but it also provides a false sense of security. And people don't understand how often they have to reapply, how thickly they have to put on. I mean, come on. Yeah. You need like a half ounce just about on your face. Yeah. So really, the best protection is long sleeves, wide brim hat, oversized sunglasses. And I've kind of taken it up a notch now because I love to swim in the ocean. And I used to be out there swimming with a big floppy hat and my sunglasses strapped on and pure white zinc oxide from my eyes down and, you know, and long sleeve, you know, swim stuff. And then I found it kind of looks like the, it, it looks like a ski mask, Mm-hmm. And I just pull that over my face and all and then I actually it has little slits for eyes and I just put my sunglasses in there. Uh, so you go full blown I look like bank a fr- robber. I uh, yeah, totally yeah. long sleeves, pants, and a ski mask. We actually my sister and I both and my brother, we have a full family set of these ski masks with different prints on them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you just pull it right over. You get eye slits, a nose hole, and a mouth hole, and you're you good to go. Swim. I have like a little collection. Am I in the mood for blue butterflies or pink flowers? Do people walking down the beach ever? You do ever get weird looks from people? Yeah, all the time. I would imagine because that's yeah. what I would be thinking if I saw this. Yeah, yes. she does get appreciation. Yes, yeah, more and more, but well, more weird looks. I'm than telling you. Uh, uh, you clearly are a trendsetter in this space. In five years, we're all going to be swimming with butterfly print ski masks. Absolutely. I mean, I'm telling you. Well, I mean, when I walk down the beach, I see people laying there baking in the sun yeah. and even worse, smoking a cigarette baking in the sun. And I just think, hey, my future customers. Yeah. Because you've got to protect your skin from the sun. And there's nothing better than a literal physical, physical barrier. Block. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it doesn't okay. wash off. And... It was really interesting because I, I always like to say if someone gave me six months to live, I would just go lay in the sun on the beach. Because nothing better than laying in the it. sun. I love it. But I stopped it. doing it. Of course. Yeah. That's why your skin looks so good. But it was funny. We were snorkeling in Brazil one time. Of course, that's another funny story. They dropped us off in four-foot water. It turns out the little snorkel boat we were on, no one could swim, so we had just put our face down in the water, which is not really what I call snorkeling. Then our next stop, we get dropped off on an island, great tiki bar with booze set up, and not one drop of shade. So I had my sun gear on. Yeah. Everybody's there laying in the sun in their Brazilian-style bathing suits. So I thought, well, I'm going to just put my towel up, lay in the sun. And guess what? There I was in my swimming costume, as I like to call it. It felt great. It felt like just like the old days laying in the sun. But I was completely protected. God, I wish I had a photo of that. I can send you a picture of her at the beach in that outfit so you can at least imagine the rest of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would love a photo for the Nashby website of you and your son costume. Okay. I would really, really love that. You know, unfortunately, we're almost already at time. 
Okay. So I guess what we need to do is there's so much more to talk about. We are planning on doing a, pl- a part two where I come out to Malibu. Absolutely. Because I need to see everything going on here. Yeah. Even outdoor bathtub. Even more so after this conversation. Outdoor shower, outdoor bathtub. So why don't y'all each tell us a couple of your favorites uh, from from the Osea line. And I know it's probably hard because, you know, this is your baby, but... What are some of your absolute favorites and maybe even the top selling products in the line that you think if somebody wanted to check out the brand, these were this is what they should start with? So my favorites in Osea have changed so much over the years. First, I started out with my teenage oily acneic skin. Um, and my I'd say my legend favorite product is the Ocean Cleansing Mud, which is a deep pore cleanser that has lots of oil to control oily skin. Um, And currently, as I'm in my 30s, I'm really obsessed with our newest product, which is called Hyaluronic Sea Serum. I have that, baby. It is so good. I found this product hidden in my mom's bathroom. She'd been making it for herself (laughs) for years. (laughs) Welcome to product development at Osea, what Jennifer wants to use. And it, I had complimented her on her skin, and it was just looking so much more dewy and glowy. And we launched the product just about a year ago, and it is currently our number one bestseller. So I am 100% addicted. And my classic favorite is the Atmosphere Protection Cream. Which I still don't have. Well, but you, and but I you, hate the atmosphere, so yeah. I definitely need that. I want the brightening serum, too. Is that new? No, that's... Because I just saw it, and I said, why don't I have this? And it's yellow and beautiful. And I was like, honey, I need that. And it has Matsuki mushrooms. What? And now mushrooms are popular. Another thing we were ahead on. I was like, mom, we can't put mushrooms in products. And it's an incredible brightening agent on the skin. I love that product for the fall. So my current new favorite, which is funny enough, the first Osea product is I am now obsessed with the essential hydrating oil. My skin has changed from being more oily, acne prone. That's my girl. And I just can't get enough of it. So those are my favorites. Do you use only Osea on your face? Like you're or do you cheat? You ever put something else on? No, there is nothing else for me. Yes. We always like to say how unlikely the both of us are to be in beauty and we've always looked at Osea as a wellness brand really recently we realized oh we are in beauty but our version of beauty is really simple and simple luxury I only use Osea I also don't wear makeup I Um, love it like I said y'all are Natch Buttes we're Natch Buttes yeah Natch Buttes babe so my couple of products I do veer off. I do love Dr. Bronner's. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. Oh, Jennifer, what are your faves? Well, I know it must be impossible. I know. Well, it's kind of like the kids asking right. me who the favorite child yes. is. But which we all actually, know you really have one. Yeah, but yeah. it changes. <laughs> it does She's change. She's sitting right next to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, essential hydrating oil, mm-hmm. first love. I love the advanced protection cream. It creates a barrier on my skin. And it's because it's an ester based cream. It just, you put it on and first it feels like, Ooh, it's kind of thick. And then the next thing you know, it's, it's just a matte finish on your skin. And it definitely provides a barrier of some sort. We don't really know what, um, 
it's it's really I love that for my skin. I mean, I used to say if I was on a desert island, it would be, you know, that and um, some sexy movie star, perhaps. Yeah. Don't tell my husband. <laughs> it used to be me and Luke Wilson in advanced protection cream. Yeah. But anyway, you can cut that out if you'd I, like. No, I'm keeping that. Okay. Are you kidding? I'm keeping that. Wait, Luke Wilson. He's, okay, the blonde. No, the brunette. Okay, got. Oh yeah, he cute. He cute. He cute. He yes, cute. he cute. He I'm very not, cute. I'd invite him to an island with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, you know what? I'd, I'd bring both brothers. Yeah, let's exactly. get wild. Well, you know what we say in high school? Wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers. I say that. <laughs> Isn't that great? I say that, and I think I got it from my stepdad, and oh. I just assumed it was like a southern colloquialism. Yeah. I don't know, but I always say that. It's such a good phrase. Yeah, so, I wouldn't kick him out of my hammock for eating coconut crackers that's right yes. so, advanced protection cream essential hydrating mm-hmm. oil hyaluronic c serum and i'm really all about our vitamin c probiotic polish yes i have that too yeah and you know something else is that i only wash my face once a day because i have older i love how they call it mature, mature skin yeah. yeah you're lucky girl you got immature skin me <laughs> i got mature skin <laughs> But um, I wash my face once a day, and I kind of vary on my cleanser, sort of whatever moves me. I love that ocean cleanser. Yeah. I, that's my morning Addicted. cleanser now. Yeah. I love that it. That and espresso really can crank me up. I say it, t- it smells like Skittles. Like ocean Skittles. Yeah. What's so funny is everyone thinks it smells like something different. Yeah. yeah. The essential oil properties are so rich some people say lime juice a margarita yeah skittles i love well lime skittles yeah Yeah. lime skittles (laughs) and you know i'm gonna tell you that all you really need is a few core active products i mean it's like sure if you want to put eight or ten products on your face and body please be my guest step right up to the oc counter right and you can get it done in a lot less I love it. I hate that we're out of time. Well, when's our next date? I know. I'm telling you. Let's just, uh, we've talked about Osea a lot, but can y'all tell us, one of you, you can rock, paper, scissor, the website where we can find Osea, anything like that. There are people listening all over the world. So uh, any any way, you know. Great. Well, the best place to find us is oseamalibu.com. One thing we forgot to mention, too, is Osea actually means ocean, sun, earth, and atmosphere. I didn't know that! Took me three years to think of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm slow. So, Osea. I love that. For some reason, I just thought it was like, Osea! Yeah. I didn't think. The elements of beauty, ocean, sun, earth, and atmosphere. I love that. It's beautiful. So Um On Instagram, we're at Oseamalibu. And you can find us in the U.S. at Blue Mercury Stores. Mm-hmm. All of the Montage Hotels, some St. Regis and Four Seasons Hotels for facials, as well as Folane, Credo, and Detox Market. Lovely places. Not bad, baby. Does Oseamalibu.com ship internationally? We do to most countries. Very cool. And if you have a problem, DM us and we'll take care of you. And this is a woman-founded, woman-ran, L.A.-based company, baby. It takes every box for me. (laughs) We'll definitely have to do a part two. There's so much more to discuss, but this was such an amazing interview. So thank you both so much for being here. Everybody remember, cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh.